Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. What a week, am I right? It's been really intense. And I got a really great question this week from Charlotte, and she asks me about money and her relationship to it, which is really perfect because Venus is retrograde. It will be retrograde October 5th through November 16th, and Venus governs relationships and beauty, but it also governs your personal finances and your values around it and your relationship to money as something that you value. So this is really perfect. I am going to drop a special episode about Venus retrograde later this week. So pay attention uh, to it. If you're not already subscribing to the podcast, please do so that you get the alert and I will let Charlotte take it away. Hey, Jessica, I'm calling in to talk about how to manage money. So I grew up in a low-income family with a strained relationship to money, and in adulthood, um, solely supporting myself, it's tough for me to hold on to it beyond paying rent and feeding myself. I can't seem to make peace with or find a justification for having significant amounts of discretionary income, and I'm just talking even more than 2K to my name just feels almost unnecessary when I see so many with nothing. Um, And I find that when I do have extra money, I'm giving a lot of it away because I know what it's like to be in that position. It's the only thing that feels right to me right now with money because I'm just so confused about the whole thing. But then a moment will come when I want to go to dinner with my friends and, you know, I have a hard time paying for these things. And that just further confuses my relationship with wealth and privilege. And, you know, I've watched a lot of lifestyle gurus talk about these things, and they only talk about manifesting wealth, which is definitely a powerful act, but none of them discuss privilege with that. And I, as a white cis woman, naturally will have an easier time accessing wealth in this society. And none of them discuss these distinct differences in ability to access money. And it just makes me deeply distrustful of them um, and the whole message. So I'm having a really hard time finding a truth about these things that settles with my spirit. My birthday is February 13th, 1993. I was born in Washington, D.C. at 4.32 p.m. Thank you so much for this question, Charlotte. I I can't tell you how important this question is, not only because it's Venus retrograde, which we will get into, but it's important because as you said, in spiritual worlds, uh, there's a lot of talk of manifesting money and there's not a lot of talk about responsibility with money. What does it mean to have wealth? Money does give you power. And it is really interesting to me and something that I have seen over and over again, that within progressive communities, within communities that are queer and full of social workers and artists and creatives, there is a lot of shame and resistance around having money. It's not mysterious, right? I mean, we look at the world and we see that People with money and power tend to misuse and abuse their power. Interestingly, in astrology, Venus governs money. It governs money in the way of the OG barter system. Like, I've got a chicken and you've got a quilt and I want to give you my chicken for a quilt. And then you're like, no, I really worked hard on the quilt. I need a chicken and I also want you to make me a cake. 
And then we like, okay, that's that's the exchange of value. There we go. Bartered. Boom. That's very Venusian. That's Venus. Um, and it's not the part of Venus that people talk about kind of as as commonly because people love talking about romance. I like talking about romance, but I also like talking about money and I love talking about values. And what you're talking to me about in your question here is kind of a crisis in value. It's, am I taking something from others by having something for myself? And I'm really glad that you do acknowledge that you are coming from a place of privilege um, as a white cis woman, and that you have kind of a duty to be mindful about how you manage the resources you're able to earn or manifest. And that there is such a thing as too much. I want to unpack this further, but When you ask me this question, you tell me that you're giving away your money when you have a little bit extra and you're doing it out of a sense of responsibility or duty. And on the one hand, I really like that and I respect that. But what you're also telling me in your question is that it's not coming from a totally clean place. What you're telling me is that this is coming, some of your generosity is coming from compulsion. It's this feeling of like when you have too much money on you, it's like having a spider on you. You just want to like shake it off and you want to get away from it because it's like creepy crawly and bad. So here's the thing about money. Money is, it's inert. It's what we do with it that comes with its own energy. What you do need is money in a capitalistic society. And so I'm not encouraging you to become, you know, a millionaire, but I am encouraging you to look at If you had the resources, what organizations would you be supporting monthly? If you had the resources and you wanted to have, let's say, a 401k, something because you're quite young now, but eventually uh, you're going to want to retire or have the freedom to like get dental work or something like that, right? And then there's other things like having enough money to enjoy a meal with friends, having enough money to get shoes that like really support your arches, (laughs) you know, like whatever it is. That all takes financial resources. When we are capable of aligning ourselves with the abundance that we have, not out of guilt and not out of shame, but out of a true pleasure of, I have these resources with which I can do shit I want to do. You can be a little bit more playful about how you're going to use those resources. So that might mean, like I said, giving away money to organizations or individuals that you really believe are doing good work in the world. That might simply mean investing your wealth at whatever number it is in things that you want to see grow as a society. Charlotte, I want to take a peek at your chart because I really do think that this is such an important issue for so many people. But also, I'm really curious about where it is in your personal chart that you're feeling blocked. So as I pull up your birth chart, I see a couple of things really worth mentioning. One is that you have something called a T-square. When there's a T-square in astrology, what this means is you have two planets that are opposite each other, uh, and then both of those planets form a square, a 90-degree angle to a third planet. And this is called a T-square, and it's a really powerful configuration of planets to have. And in your chart, you have a Venus opposition to Jupiter, and they both form a square to Mars and Cancer in the 12th house. And what this says uh, is a lot of things in a lot of contexts, but in the context of money, it means that you have power. You have the power to manifest. So I'm glad to hear in your question that you actually do manifestation work because you're probably pretty good at it. Manifestation is really simple for those who don't know. It's it's when you get your heart and your head in alignment. 
you are actually really good at calling things to you because of this opposition. Now, because of Mars in the 12th house, there is a sense of, but I shouldn't have things, but I shouldn't be big, but I shouldn't take up space. That is something for you to really wrestle with. Like, what, what does that mean to you? Because from where I'm sitting, you need to make a commitment to action that feeds your soul. It's hard to feed your soul when you're keeping yourself small. And it's hard to do good in the world when you're blocking good for yourself. When we talk about healers or, you know, any other kind of helpers in the world, when they're not doing the work on themselves, it just comes across as blah, blah, blah. It's words, right? And words are powerful. That's good. That's good. But in order to truly use power, your power as a white cis woman, you need to be able to acknowledge that you have the power to tolerate the power. And part of what your struggle is in your question, but I see it reiterated in your chart, and I'm guessing it reiterates throughout your life, is when you experience that power, uh, something in you is like, oh my God, no, I have to give it away. I have to shut it down. Or you're scared that you'll misuse it, that you'll be sloppy with it. You have a Pluto moon conjunction in Scorpio, and it forms a nice, nice tight square to a Sun-Saturn conjunction. And in English, what this means is... You have a deep fear of power because you are so very powerful. You are so very powerful. And if you choose to in this life, you can bring about great reform. And I don't know what that means. Is that to your own shit? Maybe. Is it to an issue that you're really deeply passionate about in the world? Absolutely. If you want to, Uh, you don't have to. You certainly don't have to in your 20s. You have the capacity to. But when you're busy fighting yourself and keeping yourself small, it's hard to make an impact. It really is. The other part of this kind of configuration is a fear of responsibility, which is weird because when I look at your chart, my guess is, you know, your friends would say you are a really responsible person. But I think that you know that you're capable of being responsible for so much more. And so there's this part of you that's really scared and you're kind of like putting it off. It's kind of like pacing in front of the doorway instead of just entering the damn room. That's okay. You're allowed to be scared. You're allowed to not be sure if you would do a good job of leveraging your power. It's okay to not be sure what it means to leverage power. You don't have to know all the things. You don't have to be an expert in this topic. But I think that you are wise to approach it from a spiritual standpoint because of the way your chart is written. But that needs to be paired with common sense. And common sense uh, is a great thing to pursue by actually educating yourself about money and wealth and how it works. Because again, it is much easier to put the air mask on the kids sitting next to you when the plane goes down. You know that metaphor. You know what I mean. It's much easier to do that when you're not gasping for air yourself, when you don't let yourself have more than enough to pay your your immediate pressing bills and to eat at home. And I should say, before I say what I'm going to say, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That is many, maybe most of us, right? But when we're talking about from a manifestation standpoint, which is which is really what your question is about, it's like when when there's a sense of choice around that, then what you're doing is you're hobbling your ability to be of financial service to others. If you have enough to know that you can live well, that you have the financial resources to live well, then your ability to be generous is expanded. It is greatly expanded. I really don't think that's a bad thing. And I want to encourage you to really sit with 
what are your objective clear thoughts versus defensive reactions? Because there's a lot of defensive reactions in there for you. And there's a lot of shame in there for you. And when we can shine some light on the thoughts and the ideas that we have shame around, we can just have a much more graceful transition away from whatever judgments we're holding towards ourselves. And then we can get to work. It is time to get to work. I think you really know that and you feel the call of that. So I say to you, when you have money, when you earn money, if what you are doing is in alignment with your core values, if what you are doing is of some kind of service, if you are taking the resources from what you are doing and putting it into some kind of service, hey, then you should be making a lot of money. You should be making a lot of money because you're not taking from anyone. There is enough money to go around and you are not taking from anyone if you are thriving. If you eat a delicious meal, it's not you eat a meal and someone else goes hungry. That's not how it works. Find a way to clarify what your values are and to really think of what is it that you want to be able to do with your wealth in this world and with your privilege in this world? And maybe let's say, okay, so here's some homework. So let's say you make $10 a year right now and you're able to give away $2 a year right now. I want you to come up with a fantasy chart, okay? And this is in keeping with, with manifestation, although it's, this is not manifestation. Exactly. Come up with a chart. You're making $10 a year right now. You give away on average $2 a year right now. If you were making $20 a year, how much could you give away? If you were making $30 a year, how would you invest your wealth? How would you share your wealth? How would you uh, put your money where your values are? If you're making $50 a year, same question. The thing that happens when people have lots and lots of financial resources is they tend to lose track of empathy. We tend to, as humans, compare ourselves to the people who have more than us and think, oh shit, I should have more because they have more instead of the people who have less than us. And this is not a great empathy builder. So keep that in mind. Remember the global and local context to the wealth that you have. Keep in mind that wealth is a privilege and it's also a responsibility. And if you are willing to own and accept both of those things, you can make beautiful choices with them that are not martyring, but that are good and supportive to the world you want to live in. All right, my loves. I hope this was helpful, Charlotte. I hope you all got some value from it. And it's Venus retrograde. So this question came right on time. All right, stick around for the astrology section. Thanks. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Astrology Corner of Ghost of a Podcast. I'm so happy you're with me. And I don't know about you, but it's been rough. It's been a rough time the past couple of few weeks. I mean, honestly, the past couple of years, but the past couple of few weeks uh, with the Kavanaugh hearing and confirmation, it has been a wild ride and really emotional and really re-traumatizing for so many women. And we are at a time where we do need to stick together. You know, the astrology of where we're at now and what's coming in 2019 and 20 will require consistent boots on the ground action. It will require us to care and to express that care through action. If you need to tap out and you need to take care of yourself, you should do that. You can turn off the notifications on your phone. Your phone doesn't need to push news at you. And I encourage you to take pains to stop it. Be really intentional about the time of day. 
that you consume news, the amount of news you consume so that you can only consume as much news as you can make use of. If it flattens you, then you cannot participate in the world. And if you are not participating in the world at all, if you're not part of the larger conversation, if you're not making your phone calls, and if you're not taking any kind of action in the world, whether it's even through prayer and spiritual work, if there's nothing that you are doing and you are also dissatisfied with where we are in the world, this is the time to make a change. Step into the arena, be a part of society because you're a part of it either way. But being a part of it from the audience is just not well starred right now, not for any of us. So act in accordance with your integrity and your values. That, I will say, is is my little sermon for the start of the astrology section. This week, we have so much going on. Um, We're looking at the week of October 7th through the 13th, 2018. And we have a Venus retrograde, which I'm going to talk about more in another episode. But, you know, all the stuff we're seeing in the news about women's rights and women's value in society is not a coincidence that it's happening during this Venus retrograde. So I'll unpack that more with you uh, in the next episode. This week starts off on October the 8th with a new moon in Libra. And a new moon is always when the sun and moon are at the exact same degree of the same sign. This new moon in Libra is a really beautiful thing. Libra is a sign that is ruled by the planet Venus. So we have a reiteration of Venus being very important right now. And Libra is a relationship-oriented sign. It is a sign that struggles with decision because it can see the value and merit of many options and has a hard time choosing the one. This is the kind of tricky part of Venus is being indecisive or kind of allowing other people to uh, define agency out of diplomacy. And so this new moon is challenging us to really look at where we stand. And it's challenging us to do this interestingly enough because this new moon is happening on Thanksgiving in Canada slash Columbus Day in the US. Um, these are holidays that we celebrate, which are really white dudes coming through and being like, that's not yours, that's mine. I belong here. You don't belong here. I think it's really valuable to look at, okay, where do I stand around this? Where do I fit into this? How am I going to participate in this? And to not just think of this in terms of politics, but to think about this in terms of your personal choices in your personal relationships. I'm not encouraging people to, you know, have tons of fights with everyone in their life about things that are, you know, charged and political, but I am encouraging people to own their perspective to be open to hearing other people's perspective, even people who you firmly think you disagree with. Listening is really valuable. And when you know you cannot listen, it's valuable to say, hey, if you want me to hear you, you should stop talking (laughs) because I can't hear it anymore. And I am invested in trying to hear you at a later date. I cannot hear you now. And then if a person can't respect that boundary, then you know, oh, they don't actually want me to listen. They just want to tell me. And that's a really different thing. And so finding agency. Wow. What a powerful thing. Now, this particular new moon is marked by Pluto. Pluto is forming a square to the moon-sun conjunction, which means that we are being challenged. Uh, This is not a chill moment. This is a moment in which, you know, you are being confronted by your shadow and the things that you may have shame or resentment around. And this may play out in terms of you obsessing on past relationships. You being like, this person doesn't like me and let me obsess on why this person doesn't like me or looking at relationships or even habits that you know you need to let go of 
but being so identified with them and so scared of the pain of losing them that you struggle against it. Whenever Pluto's involved, Pluto wants us to let go. This is actually a really good time to go through your closet and let go of old clothes that you don't like, that you don't fit into or whatever. Because it's Venus retrograde, it is a bad time to go shopping, but it is a great time to let go with this new moon, which is not usually what I say with new moons, but this particular one is bringing up passion. And it's bringing up the kind of passion that forces us to create space. So create space in your life for what you actually care about. You don't have to do anything massive in this day, except for be authentic, except for be honest with yourself. That is your homework at this time. If you're looking for even more homework, you can go to my website and read my horoscope where I do give new moon homework. I really think that this political moment and social moment that we're in with this new moon is going to bring up something really emotional in society around the conversation we're having about people's value and even about capitalism, about the role of money and power in our society. I'm really interested to see how this plays out. You know, the thing about astrology is that it is not just about prediction. It is not just about telling us what's going to come next or being like Geminis are like this and Virgos are like that. It is about understanding the cycles and trends in front of us so that we can leverage our free will with the greatest amount of effectiveness and integrity. Ooh, kind of exciting, isn't it? I think it is. So here's the thing. Leverage this moment. Be willing to sit with uncomfortable, messy, ugly feelings. It's really good for you and it's good for all of us. It's good for society because the more of us who are willing to own our shit, the easier it gets for people who are having a harder time with it. That new moon is going to be intense. So take good care of yourself uh, as, as it comes. On the 10th, we are going to have, so you're going to start feeling it around the 9th. We have a Mercury opposition to Uranus. And Ven this Venus retrograde will form a square to Mars. And we did go through a Venus square to Mars back on September 8th. And so for that particular transit, you might look back to what was happening on and around September the 8th to get a sense of what may reoccur the themes. So not the specifics, but the themes of what is going on last month. Think about what's going on now. But this Mercury opposition to Uranus, this is a transit that tends to bring surprising information. It's hard to concentrate because Uranus kind of is like electricity and it scatters our thoughts. This is a transit that is excellent for trying to figure out something new and see things from a new perspective. It's terrible for concentrating or compromising. So watch what you say around this date because something might pop out of your mouth that you are not intending on saying and it is hard to take it back. It's complicated. This particular transit is one where if you are willing to listen, you can really learn something new. But if you speak over people, you will learn nothing. You will learn nothing. So, you know, two ears, one mouth. There's like a, you know, like a sticky thing that people say about that. You got two ears so you can listen twice as much as you speak. I mean, I, all I do is talk. So I'm not really one to talk about that. But here we go. Uh, try to listen. Try to listen around this date. On the 11th, so you'll start to feel it during the Mercury opposition to Uranus. We have a sun square to Pluto. Ouch, guys. Ouch. This is when this transit is exact. And this transit brings up compulsive feelings. Uh, Pluto confronts us with painful or difficult things. And Pluto is so much at play right now uh, in society as we're dealing with so much trauma in society. Be willing to look at 
the function of power in your life, the ways in which you are willing to embody power. When you're defensive in the way you embody power, you may notice that people really respond poorly to that. So this is a transit where a lot of us are going to be feeling defensive. We're going to be confronted with our own shame, our own resentments, our own pain. And if instead of coping with it, you project it out and you focus on what someone else is or isn't doing, you're likely to generate more drama and participate in more drama instead of come to healing, which is the other side of what this transit can bring us, is real healing. This transit is compulsive and intense. It can bring up serious power struggles. And so be really mindful about being kind to yourself, not abandoning yourself through the feelings that come up, and try to pace yourself. I wouldn't encourage anyone to follow through with a really deep compulsion right now. Wait 72 hours. If you still need to do a thing, you can do it then. But don't don't act without meaningful consideration because there are going to be feelings that come up that really seem like if you don't do it now, it'll never get done. If you don't do it now, you're going to lose an opportunity or in the name of all that is good and just, I must do this thing. And, you know, in the name of fairness, I must do this thing. And that may be true and it may not be true. So you want to look at the role of defensiveness in your actions and attitudes and make sure you're not jockeying for power or actually just doing something to self-sabotage. If you have issues with substance use, uh, slow it down around this day because this can be kind of a self-destructive set of energies. So beware, my friends, I say beware. I'm almost done. Not there yet. So we have on the 12th, a Mercury sextile to Saturn. Finally, a chill transit. This is actually a really lovely transit because what it does is it allows our thinking to get systematic in such a way that we can um, make use of what we have learned. This is a great time for concentration, for organization, and for mobilization of your ideas and attitudes. If this week is intense, which TBH, it's intense. It kind of closes out on the 12th and we'll feel it for you know a couple days on either side of that. It closes out on the 12th with the ability to make sense of it all. So if things feel really intense and emotional this week, know that by the 12th, you're going to be able to have the resources to start to really unpack and make sense of things. So if something feels pressing and it seems appropriate to wait, try to wait until that particular date where the energy is supportive for you to unpack and organize. All right, my loves, that is the astrology of this week. It's a big week. It's a big time. I look at the world right now and I feel complicated. I mean, I feel scared and I feel overwhelmed. I feel a lot of grief and I know I'm not alone. And I also feel determined because I know that Saturn and Pluto are in Capricorn and they're going to be in Capricorn for quite some time. And that means that we can reorganize, transform and transmute the structure and system of our society, of capitalism and of patriarchy. It is possible at this time, but it is a long ass haul. It is a big job and it's messy work. And so it is really necessary that if you are working for the betterment of humanity, if you want to see changes in the structure of society, that you pace yourself and that you don't lose your humanity in the process of doing the work, which is the easiest thing to do with Pluto in Capricorn, but it is not the wisest thing to do. 
stay aligned with your mission, stay aligned with your core values. And having a plan is a really good idea. If you don't have a plan, that's okay. That's fine. Slash reach out to others. See how other people are doing it who inspire you. You don't have to do all the things. You don't have to do all the things, but do something. Make sure you do something. Be a part of the shift in society because the shift is coming. The shift is coming. So if if you don't want to be voiceless within that shift, then use your damn voice. And if you want to be a part of this shift, know that it is not going to happen overnight. And it's not going to happen by magic. It's going to happen by human effort. Be a part of the effort. All right, my loves. Thanks so much for listening to Ghost of a Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, please do rate and review me on iTunes or wherever you're listening to the podcast. If there's a rating and reviewing system, go ahead and do it because that helps me. It's a labor of love over here. I really love doing this. I love getting to give advice to people and also just having this platform to talk about astrology, the way I see it and the way I use it in the world. And I'm so glad that you're with me on this journey. So yeah, do do your thing, share it, like it, and I'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Every year they say the end is near, but we're still here. Yeah, we're still here.